and I are here, we are here in this place because we want to encounter the Lord. We want to draw near to Jesus in a place of worship. That's our first and foremost goal in this place, is just to be ministers of the Lord Jesus himself. I'm going to put a few things up. This is probably going to be the preach tonight, so you guys can take a big sigh of relief. Oh, he's not going to preach, except for right now. <clears throat> this is just to set the table for worship this evening. So many of you are familiar with this Westminster Short Catechism quote, man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. That basically sums it up. You and I came into a relationship with God through the broken, sacrificed body and shed blood of the king of the universe, Jesus Christ. He became flesh, walked amongst us. He died on a brutal wooden cross as a sacrifice of atonement to make the, this, this word, if I can say it right, propitiation, covering for our sin by his blood, by his death. You and I, apart from the blood of Christ, cannot get near to God. We cannot access his presence, his throne room. But because of the blood of Jesus, because of what Jesus did on the cross for you and me, the Bible says he has inscribed your name in the palm of his hand. I don't know about you, but I'm going to just meditate on that. My name is in his hand. When those nails went into his hand, he was doing that for Scott, for Amber, for Cheryl, for Papa John, for Dale. I'd go through the whole room here, but I'll start messing up the names. All y'all. <laughs> Just put your name there. Just see his hand and see your name. He did it for you. He did it for me. Not because you're worthless, because he thought you were just a piece of dirt and a scum and a worm, not really worthy to be saved, but oh, he thought it was a good idea. No. The Bible says that you and I were fearfully and wonderfully made. You are a, a divine masterpiece of the master craftsman. God knit you together in your mother's womb. He made you. That's not just a biological happening. He was there. His hand was there. He was putting you together inside of your mother. You are his workmanship. You are his creation. I am his creation. He didn't create junk. Junk in the world marred us. Sin got attached to us. Whatever your theology is, whether you were born a sinner or you know, where babies are innocent until they commit their first sin. I don't know. That gets too confusing for me. All I know is we all need Jesus. We all need his sacrifice. He loved you and me enough. You were valuable enough to him. You were worth it to him to go to the extent of the cross. That right there is a reason for you and me to worship him. Romans 12, verse 1, says this. Beloved friends, what should our proper response to God's marvelous mercies, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? To surrender yourselves to God, to be his sacred living sacrifices, and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. In other words, worship is more than singing some songs. It's more than getting on your knees before God and lifting up a prayer. It's giving him all that you are as a living, breathing sacrifice. It's completely surrendering yourself to him. You know, when I gave my life to Jesus, I was pretty steeped in sin and darkness. Maybe some of you were, you know, the nice, sweet grandmas that Jesus said, no, you might be a sweet grandma, but you still have sin. You're a sinner. You need forgiveness. Or you're like me, teenager, steeped in darkness. Wherever you're at in life, if you've never said, Jesus, I want to give you my life, you don't have to clean your mess up first. 
You don't have to get everything right, get your life all squared away. He invites us to come to him as we are. And even if you've walked with the Lord for 50 years, 60 years, you're here today. You don't have to depend on your performance, your your ups and your downs, and maybe you've been walking faithfully, or maybe you slipped. Wherever you're at, you don't have to gain his approval by your performance this evening. You and I get to come to him just as we are, based on one thing, the shed, poured out blood of Jesus that was poured out for you and me to give you and I access into his presence. So that was Romans 12 Verse 1, there it is. That was from the Passion Translation. And I do want to encourage you guys, don't worry about babies. If they start crying tonight, if they start goo-gooing, we love that sound. In fact, it's going to get so loud in here as we worship the Lord, you're not going to hear anything else. Okay, let's look at another verse. I don't think I've convinced you guys yet. This is from 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verses 17 through 18 in the New International Version. It says, Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Just say it, freedom. Freedom. You know, this last week was our Freedom Celebration Week. I pray that it's your celebration for the rest of your life. Because he whom the Son sets free... The one who Jesus sets free is free indeed. You are free, and that freedom is on your life. So the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. In other words... We get to come before the Lord this evening, hearts wide open before him, just as we are, beholding his glory, beholding his goodness, beholding his nature as we sing these songs, declaring who he is over us. And while we do that, we get transformed. You and I get changed into the likeness of Jesus. I don't know how it works, but God just says, son, daughter, lock eyes with me, You just worship me, minister to me, the Lord says, and I will do a work in you. Get your eyes off yourself. Get your eyes out of your belly button. No navel gazing tonight. It's time for us to fix our eyes on Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. One more scripture. And then I'll have you guys stand up. I won't make you stand up yet. Not that I would make you. I'm not going to come over there and yank you I won't request that you stand yet. This is from 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 through 10. In the Passion Translation. That's okay, I can talk. <laughs> You're a good boy, Landon. You're a good boy. 1 Peter 2 says, But you are God's chosen treasure. Just turn to your neighbor and say, You are God's chosen treasure. chosen treasure. You know, I was just saying, he didn't create junk, right? He created masterpieces. You are a treasure to him, a chosen treasure. Priests who are kings. Turn to your neighbor and say, what's up, king? What's up? What's up, king? See, when Jesus saved you, he didn't just save you to be a a slave or a servant, he saved you to become a royal son or daughter, crowned with regal authority, crowned with authority of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, that you and I would rule and reign in life. So right now, in the name of Jesus, I break off victim mentality in this room. I release the Holy Spirit. Now, Holy Spirit, come and break off all victimization, all weakness, all self-pity, self-loathing. Lord, you have destined every son and daughter of God in this room to rule and reign in life through Christ Jesus. You have crowned us with crowns of authority, of royal authority. And we are here to worship you. Why don't you guys stand up? We are his priests. 
Let me keep reading this. You can close your eyes or just listen or open your eyes, whatever you want to do. You are priests who are kings, a spiritual nation set apart as God's devoted ones. He called you out of darkness. He called me out of darkness to experience his marvelous light. And now he claims you as his very own. He did this so that you and I would broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world. For at one time, one time, you were not God's people. But right now, you are. At one time, you knew nothing of God's mercy because you hadn't received it yet. But if you're in this room today and you receive his mercy, now you are drenched with it. So, Lord, we just put our hands out before you, and we give you thanks, we give you praise, we receive the drenching of your mercy. It is only by mercy that we come into your presence to worship you. It is only by your grace. So we come with thanksgiving in our hearts. We come with praise on our lips. Just begin to give him thanksgiving and praise, guys. Worship him. We worship him. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You are worthy. Yes, Lord, we have witnessed it. We have witnessed your power. We have witnessed your strength. We have witnessed your absolute power, love, and your might. You reached us in our darkest places. You took us out of the deep places, out of darkness. You brought us back into your light, into your love, into your mercy and grace. And none of it was us, and all of it was you. You restore, you heal, you deliver, you break the chains. Yes, Lord, you restored us. You restored me. Thank you, Jesus. We've witnessed it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for inviting us into your presence, into your love, Lord. And we boldly step into your presence. We stand in awe and reverence of you. An almighty God. The divine creator. And yet you loved us so much. Despite all of our faults. You loved us so much that you sent your only son for us. by your amazing power he resurrected again Jesus. Go where you go, because you saved us with your grace. We go where you go. We set our eyes on you, Father. We render ourselves holy to you.
right now we say, yes, Father. Yes, I want more of you. I want more of your love. I want more of your mercy, more of your compassion, more of your life-changing love. I want more of your life-changing experience. I want to experience you in a new way that I've never experienced before. I know you're a good father. We know you're a good father. We say yes, Lord. I was afraid before, but now we submit ourselves wholly to you, Father. We submit all of ourselves to you, Father. We can't do it in our own power, but we know that you have the power to deliver, to heal, to raise the dead, to bring wholeness, to repair relationships, to repair families, to repair broken lives. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You have the power. And all we have to do is say, yes, Lord. And we say, yes, Lord. And we say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your mighty works. Yes, Jesus. And now we readily come. We readily come to that table. That table of food that's real food. As we um, call John up to lead communion, I just want to declare the shalom of heaven over all of us that we break off the spirit of fear and timidity and we just release the peace of God. Nothing lacking, nothing broken, nothing missing. Any anxiety, any fear, any agitation in your mind, anything you're worried about in your family, in your health, in your finances, for your future, the past is coming up behind you. We just break that off right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I just thank you for your peace that surpasses all understanding and that you have not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God is good. God is good. Um, I went for a motorcycle ride with my son. And uh, there was like seven other people that went. And when you're riding in formation, you have to depend on the person in front of you and behind you. You have to depend on the knowledge and how the, the riding skills are and where you belong in the pack. And, you know, it all comes into play. And on a motorcycle, it's different. When you turn your head, that's where your bike's going to go. So you can't really turn your head too far because your bike's going to go that way. So you, there's not a whole lot of sightseeing to the right and to the left. It's just what's in front of you. And that's... Jesus, you know, he, he was gave us a lot of stuff and when you're in in the valley you keep your eye on the path that he's going to lead you straight ahead 
you know, you, you can look to the right and left. You can glance, but if you glance too long, you're going to lose your position. You know, you can, and that's what happens. If you break ranks on, on a motorcycle crew, you break ranks, and it messes everybody up. And that person goes to the back. And, it, and the ranks close up again. And then you have to keep your eyes on God. You have to keep your eyes straight ahead. Not your situation that you're in, but the situation that you're going to. And God is good. There's nothing but goodness and kindness. Everything that you need is ahead. Behind you, that was yesterday. You learned from yesterday, but it's all ahead. And when uh, the morning we were packing up to go, I only had three hours sleep. I was really excited. And this was going to be over eight-hour trip in one day. We were going to cover over 600 miles. And it's a hard, hard ride. And uh, me and my son, we, we were all packed up, ready to go, just ready to jump on our bikes and meet the rest of the crew. I said, let's pray. And he's, yes, let's pray. And we prayed. And we prayed for each other. And we paid, prayed for the crew. And we prayed for the day. And we prayed every thing we can think of just to make this trip and we were going to make it with God and the next day we got up again and you know we ate breakfast and we had to pack up and carry on of our trip and I said oh we didn't pray and as soon as I said that we had communications my son started praying you know it was like we didn't pray and then he just said Jesus Jesus we come to you just provide us a safe journey and so God was with us and we kept God in our hearts and everything I saw was you know God all the way and it just it's just stuff like that just you have Jesus in you and you and every day you take Jesus more in you and often Jesus said do this and remember to me as far as the communication com communion do this in remembrance of me do it often. Sometimes it's almost like I can't get enough, you know. And my wife and I, we have communion at home pretty often. And it's, you know, you want to do communion? Yeah, yeah, let's let's do it, you know. And it's, it just refreshes your whole body. In Jesus' name. So, if, uh, if you want to just pass the communion mountain and I'll pardon? Yeah, we'll go ahead and ask everyone who's oh. going to take communion to go ahead and come up and yeah. you have a choice of grape juice that Tammy's holding the grape juice or wine if you choose. I'll be first. <laughs> Thank you.
Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I know I said this before, but after Jesus left the crowd, he said he had to go on the other side of the Galilee, the Sea of Galilee. And we all know that he took the shortcut. But the crowd also wanted to go over there, and they followed them. And there was an even bigger crowd waiting. We know what happened out in the water and everything. But when he got over there, he said, I am the bread of life. So a lot of people survive on just bread, just bread. For me, it's carbs. <laughs> but there are, there's, you get a lot of joy in certain carbs that brings you joy. But the bread of life, that's Jesus. And like I was saying, we were on this, this crew. We're riding straight. You know, I mean, you didn't break rings. You just, you rode straight. And they rode hard. That means fast. <laughs> but it was a hard, hard ride. But Jesus made it simple with this bread. And when we were going, I mean, God's sitting there and he's talking to me. He says, keep your eyes straight. Keep your eye on me. You know, it, and you can't look right and left when you're staying in formation. You, you know about marching in formation. You have to keep an eye on the person in front of you and nothing else. You know, you use your peripheral vision, but that's just to keep your going in the same path. This is the bread of life. Jesus raised it up and he prayed for over it. And I mean, he, he broke it and he passed it around. He said, take this, for this is my body. Do this in remembrance of me. Do this often in remembrance of me. But so we do it often. I can't get enough of Jesus. And if it, this bread is, it's a cracker, but it's symbolic. And it just, it, you just feel presence. And the Lord says, you eat my body, for this is my flesh. He's going to be in you. So let's all partake in this. Now, in the book of Matthew, he asked Jesus, my neighbor sins against me, how many times should I forgive him? Seven times a day? And Jesus says, no, seven times 70. That's a lot of forgiveness that you have to forgive your, your neighbor. Seven times 70, that's 490 times a day, if I remember and that's a lot of times for the same person that keeps on sinning and keeps on doing this. But you know, I get back on this ride again. This one guy fell out of the ranks, and if one guy falls out of the ranks, the, the, everybody behind him falls out. Because of one guy in the ranks, everybody behind him, it trickles down. It has an effect. And everybody's focuses on this one guy but you know what I sat there and said this is the second time he's done it and then I realized I gotta forgive him I have to forgive him I want to enjoy this ride I want to watch straight and enjoy the trip for what God has blessed us with and so I forgave him and it was like whoa that's cool but I forgave him three other times that he <laughs> Stuff, but you know what? That washed my my mind. It washed my soul. It washed me clean of of bitterness, and just love falls through. And Jesus is love, but just forgiving him. And I told I told God I'm gonna forgive him as many as times you want me to. 
and it's awesome. You know, we're riding. I'm, I'm enjoying God. I'm enjoying Jesus. I'm enjoying the angels that are in front of us and clearing the road for us, just, just protecting us because I know the truth. I know that Jesus said this, you know, and it, it was just awesome. So Jesus said, this is my blood for which I give to you. This is the new covenant. Covenant. This is the blood of the new covenant. And part of that new covenant is to forgive your neighbor 70 times 7. That's just one part of that new covenant. Everything in this Bible is the covenant. Jesus said it. He never said nothing that the Lord didn't tell him to say. So to me, everything in that, it's, it's not law. It's just a new covenant that Jesus died for us. And so he said, take this blood, for this is my blood. This is the new covenant, and do it often. So let's partake in this. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God is good. God is good. So good. You know, just before we move on, you know, this is a special day today. I already promised you I wasn't going to preach. Kind of snuck that in at the beginning. But we're going to do some baby dedications. But before we do that, I just want to take one more moment. If If you've come here today... Maybe just look at the picture on the screen of Jesus, of his, his back. There's many things written on there. Schizophrenia. Cancer. PTSD. Anxiety. Dementia. Stroke. Diabetes. Emphysema. Tumors. Paralysis, ulcers, heart disease, insomnia, fibromyalgia, addiction, arthritis. You know, when Jesus told us this is how you should pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come and your will be done here on earth just as it is in heaven. In heaven, none of that exists. One day when we are clothed with our new bodies and we stand before the Lord in his full presence in heaven, none of that will exist. All of us have faced various diseases and obstacles, whatever you want to call them, attacks on the body, on the mind, that have taken some people out. They've taken people out before their time. And when we have contended for those things, we've prayed and we've believed, Jesus, your body, your blood, was the payment required to heal people of these things. And then we don't see the the breakthrough. We don't see the miracle. So what do we do with that? At Legacy City Church, we've chosen to create this imaginary box. We call it mystery. We just call it mystery. It's a mystery. Because one thing we know is the problem is not on his end. And since the problem is not on his end, we don't know what it is on our end that didn't pull the kingdom into the earth for the healing. And another thing we don't do, we don't blame him and we don't blame ourselves. We just keep pressing. We keep pressing on. We ask him. We look for measures. We look for divine drops of heaven breaking in and measures 
percentages, whatever you want to see it as, healing coming in. So if you're here today and you need healing in your body, I'm going to ask you to stand up where you're at and I'm going to ask people around you to get around you and we're going to take a couple minutes and we're just going to declare the power of the blood of Jesus over your body and we're going to ask God to release his healing power. So if you're here with anything, we're not going to get specific. If you're broken in your body in any place, if your heart has issues, if you have pain, arthritis, if you can't stand and you want to, just raise your hand. But we're going to just get around you right now and we're going to pray. And this is like the healthiest bunch I've ever seen. Okay, we got just so anybody else. Okay, so we're going to get around you too. And those of you who are close by, just stretch out a hand, put your hand. Holy. That's a good one. You can have a whole bottle. Jesus. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for the power of the cross. Your word says, by your stripes we are healed. So right now, in the name of Jesus, as your priests, as your ministers who bear your name and the authority of that name, we release the power of your spirit now for healing. We speak to these bodies and we say, pain, go. Brokenness, be mended. Heart, be strengthened. We speak the name of Jesus, the power of the name of Jesus. Every person who has their hands on you right now has a river of living water flowing from within them out. And we're just releasing that river of life right now. We're releasing the river of the Holy Spirit at you now. We just say in Jesus' name, fire of God flow. River of God come. Flood every body. Flood every heart. Flood every mind. We speak wholeness. We speak freedom and deliverance in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Give me that wrist. Your wrist. You know, everywhere Jesus went, he healed. He healed all. He healed all. And he told us, he told his disciples, and he told those who would follow him that the same works that he did, we would do also, even greater, because he is going to the Father. That means we get to multiply the bread. We get to multiply the healing power of Jesus on this earth. See, sometimes we limit the power of the cross just to take away sins and get us to heaven. But the power of the cross not only brings forgiveness of sin, it brings deliverance of your mind and your spirit and your body from oppression, possession, demonic attack. And so by the power of the name of Jesus, we just break that now. Any bondage in this room we just break it now. We declare it broken in the name of Jesus. Forgiveness of sin, freedom or deliverance, and healing for our bodies. Healing is the children's bread. So we just receive it. We receive it. All right, I know moms, dads, grandparents, everyone's like, oh, how long can we keep these little ones 
at bay. I just want you guys to take a deep breath. If they start fidgeting, fussing, it's okay. This is not a, a performance. You, you don't have to expect perfect silence out of your children. Jesus said, let the little ones come to me. He's like, he loves your babies more than you do. He loves little Landon more than you ever, and you can't even fathom how deep your love goes for that little guy. You would die for him. Well, the love that God has for that little guy, that little baby Owen right there. Owen Emmanuel. I don't know if I say your last name right, Guerreras. <laughs> wow, I've been, I'll just say Owen Emmanuel. <laughs> Landon William. We just want to bless these two babies. And I don't know if you moms, if you had your babies dedicated or blessed, but if you want, we will pray and add them to the bunch if you choose. But what we're going to do, we're going to shift gears right now. Let me change the screenage here. One more time. So I want to start by having Alex and Mariah bring Owen up. And Amber, if you would bring your little guy up, bring Landon on up. Can you get a good tight hold on him? <laughs> yeah, this will work good. Yeah, you guys be on that side. You're going to need a lot of room because I'm going to ask your family to come next. <clears throat> and you can just stand right here, face all of these strangers. This little guy right here, there's no favoritism in the room. This little guy's got, he's got my blood. He's, he's, he's not an Alcorn, he's an Evans. But she's not an Alcorn either. But her, her mom is, so she's got Alcorn blood flowing through the veins. And so this guy carries some of, he carries some of the royalty here. <laughs> These guys, Alex and Mariah, I don't know how long it was that we believed God for a miracle. How long had you waited to get pregnant? Four years. Four years. They tried for four years to get pregnant. We believed that God would release fertility and fruitfulness. And lo and behold, there's Owen. There's Owen. It didn't happen while they were here. Darn it. But. So... So this is what I want to do. I'm just trying to kind of go with the flow here a little bit. Um, there's a, a few people in the room. I know these two here. Um, here the, don't feel bad if I'm not saying you don't hear God clearly, because you do. I know all of you do. These guys not only hear God clearly, but they also are not afraid to, to speak something out. They've been trained in the prophetic. So I'm going to ask you two, if you get a prophetic word for either baby or family, um, then just come up at whatever point. We'll just release it. I do have a, a word, a prophetic word that I've, I've I prayed over these two, and I just felt like I wanted to release that also. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to get, I'd like to get the parents first. So Cheryl, would you come up and put your hands on Amber? Maybe a hand on Amber and a hand on Landon. Just speak the shalom over him. Oh, boy. <laughs> we better get this going fast or she's going to get a black eye. And mom and dad, would you guys come up and lay your hands on your kids? There's legacy in this room. There is inheritance in this room. Dad, are you able to come up and just stand with Cheryl and Amber? if you can. Grandma and grandparents, if you feel like you're able to come up, I know you're recording. Everything is being recorded audibly, so there will be the ability to, to listen. Um, if you want to come up and just lay hands on your children, maybe mama, if you want to come up, get behind your boy here. There's something about legacy. You're good. The Word of God is powerful, sharper than a double-edged sword. 
Maybe you guys could just extend your hands towards them right now. I'm going to read the word of God over them. Yeah. With my whole heart, with my whole life, and with my innermost being, I bow in wonder and love before you, the holy God. Yahweh, you are my soul's celebration. How could I ever forget the miracles of kindness you've done for me? You've kissed my heart with forgiveness in spite of all I've done. You've healed me inside and out from every disease. You've rescued me from hell and saved my life. You've crowned me with love and mercy. You satisfy my every desire with good things. You've supercharged my life so that I soar again like a flying eagle in the sky. Lord, you're so kind and tender-hearted, and so patient with people who fail you. Your love is like a flooding river overflowing its banks with kindness. You don't look at us only to find our faults, just so that you can hold a grudge against us. Higher than the highest heavens, that's how high your tender mercy extends. Greater than the grandeur of heaven above is the greatness of your loyal love towering over all who fear you and bow down before you. Thank you, Lord. We just want to release this over you guys right now. The same way a loving father feels towards his children, that's but a sample of your tender feelings toward us, your beloved children who live in awe of you. Lord, your endless love stretches from one eternity to the other, unbroken and unrelenting toward those who fear you and those who bow face down in awe before you. And here's the part I want to release to you guys now, from the grandparents to the parents to their children with their children. Your faithfulness to keep every gracious promise you've made passes from parents to children to grandchildren and beyond. I'm going to just say that again. God's faithfulness to keep every gracious promise you've made, God has made, passes from parents to children to grandchildren and beyond. From your children to their children and his children and his children in the future. God's faithfulness is what we're declaring today. God, you are faithful to all those who follow your ways and keep your word. Okay, we're going we're gonna to get Landon first because Mama, I can tell, she's just like, I need to sit with this guy. Landon Williams Evans. William, not Williams. Landon William Evans. Born October 17th, 2021. Landon, your name means long hill or a ridge. William means resolute, resolute protector, strong-willed warrior. Evans means gracious. God is gracious. So we just speak over him now. We just, re guys, just extend your hands and release over this, this little guy here. The promise of God that Landon, you are covered in grace. You are a leader of men. You were born to be a leader of men, leading many like the captain of an army. You are a strong protector, resolute, excuse me, resolved and committed, convinced of your place and purpose. We declare and release the grace of God over you, the favor and kindness of Jesus that will draw you into complete fulfillment, knowing him and walking upright with your God. We bless you in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. We bless you. We bless you and your family, your parents, with grace to raise you up and to train you up in the ways of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And Owen, Emmanuel, Gera, Guerrera. <laughs> this little guy, born April 28th, 2023. Owen, your name means noble born, young warrior. 
Emmanuel means God is with us. Gera means war. There's some power in this name. So we just declare over you, Owen. That's okay, you can tuck into Dad. We just declare over you, you are a little king. You are a little king. You are a promise fulfilled. You were born for such a time as this. You're a young warrior. You will walk in divine revelation and understanding that God is with you. You will bring into your experience the victory of Jesus, the victory of the cross. Into every sphere of influence you walk. We bless you now in the name of Jesus. We bless you in the name of the King of Kings. And we bless your mom and your dad with grace to train you up in the ways of the Lord. With grace and strength every step of the way. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Awesome. Awesome. You guys did good. And I'm still stuck on the wrong screen here. Okay, guys. This is the plan. These little ones held out this long. So we're going to make it loud. We're going to get loud. We're going to go back into a time of worship. It's only going to be about 15 minutes. I'm just going to say now, if you don't feel like you have the grace to be able to stay and continue to worship, then we bless you and, and we, we release you to go in the name of the Lord. If you have the ability to stay, I, I just believe that God is going to continue to minister to you as you minister to Him. So if, if you're all ready, why don't you stand up and let's just declare... This, this song is from Psalm 23. And the Lord, He is good. He is your shepherd. He is your strength. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You are a great deliverer. You are our rescuer, Lord. You are salvation. You are healing. You are creator, God. And we worship you. We surrender over and over and over again. Lord, we are the sacrifice tonight. We are the living sacrifice. And you are the one who responds with fire. So Lord, we thank you for this evening. We thank you that as we worship you, you have let your presence rest on us. That the fire of heaven has come and consumed these living sacrifices, these offerings. We worship you, Lord. We give you thanks and praise, Lord God. We bless your holy name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. All right, guys. We're going to call it a wrap-up for the, the main part of the evening, but everyone is welcome, as you would probably already know if you've been here before. We... Keep the place open as long as y'all want to visit and hang out. If you have to go, you know, give us a chance to say goodbye before you go, especially you out-of-towners. Well, most of you are out-of-towners, I guess. But Yeah. Is there anything you guys had before we... David's got something to, and Cara's got something to release before we call it a night here. So when I learned of Landon and Owen's um, dedication, immediately I thought of Joshua and Caleb and their story when they were with the Israelites and they were the, they were the two of the 12 spies that went into the land. And they were strong spies, they, and they were accurate. They knew where all the strongholds were in the land, and they knew that the land was plentiful, and they came back with a good report. It's a good thing, it's okay, it's gonna be on recording, so you, you'll be able to hear, but. <laughs> but not only did they come back with their good report, but they persevered for the next 40 years 
because God had to raise up a new generation to bring into the land. And then when Joshua was, um, when he was commissioned, he, he took over as leader of the Israelites. This was the response from that, that new generation. They answered Joshua, all that you have commanded us, we will do, and wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we obeyed Moses in all things, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you, as he was with Moses. And I sense the Holy Spirit saying to me that Owen and Landon have a calling on their lives as a Joshua and Caleb and that they are called to lead a generation. And this is confirmed to me, but as Scott was reading out the the meanings of their names. So Lord, I just thank you for this calling on their lives. I thank you that they will be leaders of a generation into your kingdom, that they will persevere that they will see the promises of God as you see them. But not only that, but they will boldly lead a generation to your kingdom. And we thank you, Lord, that you have blessed them and their families. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I was also getting Joshua and Caleb for, for your families, for the boys that they would be strong and courageous. So we just release that over both of them and over the bloodlines that these young boys right now being raised and trained up to be young men, men of honor, men of diligence, men with good character, men who fear the Lord and not men. They will have no fear of man and that they will walk in grace and that they will steward their calling well. They will be men of integrity. So Lord, I just release that call to boldness and courage over them, Lord. And I thank you, Lord God, that they already carry your royal priesthood, that prophet, priest, and king, that they already call that their own and that they already walk in that. And I also just want to release the grace over the parents and over your marriages for Amber and what's her husband's? Tanner. Tanner? Tanner. So for Amber and Tanner, that we just extend to them the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, that they are equipped, they are equipped to train their son up in the way that he should go, and that they will recognize the unique calling, character, and identity that is upon him. They will not squelch it, they will know uniquely how to raise him and train him up in diligence. Thank you, Lord. We just release that over Mariah and Alex and over your parents also, that you have the grace of the Lord to raise your son, to dedicate him to the Lord, and to raise him up as the Lord would have you raise him, that you are raising a mighty man of valor, and you will have everything you need The Holy Spirit will teach you in all things. He has equipped you for every season, from this season into toddlerhood, into childhood, K through 12. He's got it. He's going to equip you. Seek him in every season. He has every step planned for you. Don't fear the generation. Don't fear what's going on in the world. Keep your eye on Jesus. Know that these boys were born for this day. They were born for this hour. Yes. And the Lord, he wants to use them like Joshua and Caleb. They're not afraid of the giants. Yeah. So Lord, I just release the peace over the grandparents and the peace over the parents, Lord God, that these boys are going to be mighty men and they will not fear in Jesus' name. Yeah, that's good. So one last thing was that Caleb's attitude was... Let us go up at once and occupy it, for we are well able to overcome it. And they carried that attitude throughout that time until, until they could go 40 years later. That was their attitude. They were overcomers. 
So we just bless them as overcomers in Jesus' name. Yeah. They will overcome with the power of Jesus. And we, and we thank the parents. They do have the power to raise overcomers with Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing in them and through them. Thank you, Jesus.